All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Collective. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Mike White. Mike, what you drinking today? I have uh, the Lord's Energy Drink, a white monster. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually a, a, a little-known fact. This is actually um, what was served as uh, the beverage of choice at the Last Supper. Was it really? Monster. Yeah, yeah. Very. It's it's really not a you know, well known, but if you look at the original scripts and their original writing, it's it's pretty clear it was a zero calorie, um, carbonated white canned energy drink, and this is the only one that I can think of. It was yeah. It, there was an ad read somewhere in that literature. Yeah, for sure. yeah. There was there was there was a discount code somewhere in there. <laughs> There's just a little, if you actually look at the painting, you take the frame off and the corner yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. a monster I- emblem that's been, they bought. Yeah. And, and then if you put it under you know, a, a black light in a room, that's about a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, the humidity is about 25 to 26%. Uh, you'll see, you know, the embossing on the can that you can feel when you hold it, you can actually feel it on the painting as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to go try that, we employ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go go break into whatever museum that that painting is in. Um, like kind of, uh, you know, what's what's it, what's that those those movies? It's like Nicholas Cage, National Treasure. Yeah, yeah Nicholas yeah, Cage. Cage. Yeah, go go be him, but for me, do it for me. <laughs> do it for us, please. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah, man. The classic. I've been on a on a rain kick per usual. Oh, but today, you, today, I don't. You, you I, never stop disappointing me, Chris. I hear that more often than you can imagine. <laughs> I, I'm just drinking my nootropics right now, man. I don't. I'm looking at my kitchen. I don't think I have any caffeine for me at this moment. I woke up about 12 minutes before this recording. Um, so if, nice. if you guys want to learn anything, our seven listeners, um, we don't plan what we're talking about until about 12 seconds before i click the record button um yeah this is all completely on the cuff and off the cuff one of the two cuff i don't know something yeah we're we're both sleep deprived little boys who are just going to ramble about things um yeah what do you want to talk about today uh, I mean, I know you got some some questions. Some people were interested in you know digestive health and in GI health. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would probably something good to talk about. I know I've dealt with some people that have had some GI issues in the past, mm-hmm. and I've had my own as I have beefed up my food intake. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm big on uh, I'm big on digestion, man. Just because I used to. My assumption is is probably some form of SIBO and candida, but I used to be lactose intolerant in some degree and got like horrible uh-huh. eczema and bowel issues from it. And then kind of inadvertently did an elimination diet during my first show prep. And then when I got out of my show prep, I fell in love with kombucha specifically. And I think I like accidentally on purpose sort of rebuilt my gut biome because I don't run into those issues anymore. But it's yeah. kind of fascinating. Yeah, so so if you're wondering, like per, perhaps like a mechanistic thing there, um, yeah. As we age, humans actually lose the enzyme that breaks down lactose uh, mm-hmm. in our GI, and potentially what happened is you might have had trace amounts of the bacteria that produced that enzyme, and 
adding in the kombucha might have been the probiotic fuel that those bacteria fed off of to produce that the enzyme because from from what you're describing usually if you're if you're talking about candida or h pylori or, or SIBO or anything like that um there there's a pretty extensive kill-off phase with like antimicrobials or even antibiotics that are required um mm. so i i'm thinking maybe you just had some like enzymatic or rather bacterial repopulation yeah it's good yeah i haven't had an issue Very since good. yeah it's Very been 2000, 2019 i haven't had a problem but gut health i was having this conversation with one of my buddies who's pushing pretty hard to grow and he's kind of hit a stall point we started talking about like kind of where his gut health is at and this is the same analogy or it's not even an analogy it's like why eat food if your body doesn't know how to use it and where to put it other than shitting like yeah why like there's no you can't force the in this case especially this is a square hole in a round peg situation and you're not going to win so it's a matter of like looking at habits and supplementation and all those other things and looking at how to fix them. I'm big on starting obviously with habits because habits are free and it's usually in most cases the place to start. I had, I had this trainer come up to me and ask me what my thoughts were about using BPC one five seven to fix his gut health. And I, instead of skipping all of the fucking steps, we're going straight to peptide. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you rinse your rice before you cook it? And he said, no. And I was like, how about we start there? Or how about we do yeah. all the Don't habits? You chew you your food. Yeah, yeah. Chew your fucking food. People. Yeah. I, listen, I, I used to be guilty of it too, especially with starches. Like, take your sweet time chewing as the process oh, yeah. starts in your mouth. Are like. Yeah because I, it's like, Oh, let me just throw spoon 300 grams cooked weight of Jasmine rice without chewing in my tummy and see what happens. Like you're going to be like me. That's (laughs) I think we all have that bad habit at one point or another. And I know personally, and with some of my clients, it seems to be worse when we're dieting just because you're so goddamn hungry. Your food fixation is probably high. You just like want to get the food in that we end up chewing our food less. And, um, you know, di- digestion doesn't just start in the stomach; it starts in your mouth. So mm-hmm. you have chemical digestion from the in your saliva. You have an enzyme called salivary amylase, and that starts breaking down the food that you have in your mouth. But also, digestion is a mechanical process as well. So your teeth and grinding up your food—that's digestion in and of itself. That's why. Typically, it's easier to digest ground meats over non-ground meats is because they're already kind of mechanically processed and broken down a little bit. Um, So as rudimentary as it sounds, take time to chew your food. Mm -hmm. I've had a number of clients where they're like, I'm having bloating and indigestion. What what can I do? And the first thing I recommend is be more patient with your chewing. Uh, And that solves their issues. Mm -hmm. So... I would minimally start with chewing uh, and like preparing your food properly as, as basic as that sounds. And I don't want to say it sounds insulting, but you know, sometimes when someone is like, well, chew your food, you're like, all right, thanks dad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, chewing yeah. my food, but you just might not be chewing it adequately. And mm-hmm. you know, your food should kind of be almost like a paste by the time you swallow it. Yeah. So a couple of things with that too, looking at, like food preparation, 
One thing that I've also done is I've let my meals cool down a lot more because when they're piping hot and I'm trying to inhale it and I look like a dragon, you know what I mean? Like you're just ingesting air. Yeah, yeah, you're just ingesting air that's going to end up in your gut, right? When your mouth breathing and chewing at the same time, you're going to allow air to pull into your gut. Um, Nice. That's one thing is like pull your let let your food cool down a little bit, take your time. Yeah. Um, And then one thing too that I've done, and I have all of my athletes do, is I try to have them limit how much liquid they drink during the time that they're eating. As I find that like excessive amount of fluids will just end up diluting said enzymes in your saliva. So it's just kind of, there's like, it's, it, it, it's that. And then also like, don't drink a diet soda with your meal. Probably also a great idea. So I usually have my athletes drink like 10 ounces of water before 10 after sip during. I'm like, do not chug fluids while you're eating. And I found a lot of success with that, that habit as well. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I've had some people, you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself, especially like when I'm massing, I'll take a, a few bites of food and I slug it down with some water. Um, if you're finding you're like a bloated mess after doing that, probably avoid that. Some people it's fine. Some people it's not. Uh, a lot of like what Chris and I are probably going to talk about today, it's going to take some trial and error. You know, not everyone needs to uh, avoid drinking with their meals. Not everyone needs to do, you know, chewing until your food turns into a paste. This is just basic recommendations. And if you're having some issues with digestion, this is just a good starting point. Yeah. And it's like, again, the, the I'm big on free first, if we can. Yeah. Right. It's super simple. Like, I don't think that we need to turn to a billion different supplements on these other things. Like take your time chewing um, we've already discussed rinsing your rice in previous episodes, but rinse your rice before you cook it. It'll taste better too. limit fluid intake during take your time chewing and then go on a five minute walk after you eat. Yeah. Walk around. Even if it's not walking around, stand up and just be state, like just move a little bit. Like just don't eat a meal and then go lay down. Like, yep. Start. How, how 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 nitty gritty do you want me to get into some some like physiology stuff here? As nitty gritty as you would like, sir. Pull pull uh, out that degree, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so uh, another like free thing, and you know, it's a common tra- common thing. I think me and Chris have talked about before is stress management. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the way that, you know, your nervous system has two broad divisions. You know, you have your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And if you're a stressed mess, your body is going to be like dumping epinephrine and norepinephrine. And that keeps you in a sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight state. And the parasympathetic one is your rest and digest. You can't be in both at the same time. Um, so if you're always wound up ball of stress, dumping all these catecholamines and these different hormones that are responsible for stress, it stops your GI from moving. It disperses blood elsewhere. It prioritizes blood going to skeletal muscle into your heart, into your brain, into your eyes, as opposed to your stomach and your small colon or your small intestine rather and things like that. Um, So stress is really important. You know, if you are just come out of like a really tense meeting or 
you just or whatever had an argument with your wife or you got into a fight with your boyfriend cool off a little bit before you have your meal uh because otherwise it's just gonna sit in your rock or sit in your stomach like a rock and mm -hmm. another thing with that uh i some of you may have heard like the the term leaky gut syndrome um, and what that is yeah so there, there there is some science to support it it's if you have someone telling you they're going to fix your leaky gut based off a supplement they're lying to you um yeah leaky gut largely what happens is your stomach is made up of a couple layers of tissue but um your intestinal lining is responsive to stress and with that you could kind of have some permeability where if you have enough stressor so it could be physical it could be psychological it could be a combination of the both um you know your stress could be psychological you could be eating shit that your stomach doesn't agree with but you have some permeability that happens you know you the cells the gap junctions actually start to separate a little bit so rather than having this tight woven surface you kind of have this porous a little more loosely bound surface and mm -hmm. these nutrients start seeping through the the lining of your stomach and that's where you start getting some some issues uh with with leaky gut so you start getting you know diarrhea or bloating you actually end up not metabolizing your nutrients properly so you get nutritional deficiencies uh you can even start getting things like skin problems or or joint pain so that's something to be mindful of as well if you're working a really high stress career and you come home and you live with three roommates that you all hate because they're all you know up till 2 a.m. screaming at sports games on the TV. You just want to like read a book and, and stare at the ceiling. That's not a great environment for you. You're going to be mm -hmm. jacking up kinds of, all kinds of psychological stress. And then if you go compound it with foods that don't agree with you, now you're getting some physiological or physical stress rather, and you're just setting yourself up for a really bad time. Oh yeah, yeah. I think stress management is probably one of the biggest keys to all of this right yeah um, i i the leaky gut syndrome the reason i rolled my eyes so aggressively and y'all probably could hear it through the camera <laughs> is because that was such a coined term and like for like 2017 yeah. to 2019 it's all i fucking heard it was what we all like everybody used it as the culprit and now i feel like that's how it's turning with like overgrowth issues like talking about like cybo and candida like let me let me also preface this guys um if your coach thinks that they can eyeball and guess those things, those diagnoses, they're, uh, how do I put fucking lying to you? You can't, <laughs> I've heard, I literally heard a coach one time. I say coach very loosely, a salesman, um, on the phone with their client, tell them that based on their check-ins and their lower abdominal distension, he could tell they had SIBO or candida and that they needed to sign up for another six months so that he could put them through another extensive health phase to help, uh, help fix that. I was like, you're going to hell, dude. Like, for yeah, sure. So, there's only one visual way that you can't diagnose someone with SIBO. And for those of you guys who don't know, when we're when we're saying SIBO, it stands for um, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and it's just when you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria in your GI, and what happens is those bacteria um, cause like dysfunction in your in your gut and they can cause the fermentation of other foods uh, and that releases CO2 and methane gas. And that's where you get that bloated, distended look from. But something, you need a GI map to confirm that. 
So mm-hmm. you need to do stool sample, send it in, get it tested. I actually just had one done. I should be getting my results here in the next like week or so. Um, results typically take like three weeks. I think I sent my sample in about three weeks ago, so it should be any day now. Uh, but anyway, uh, with that, if you are someone that first thing in the morning, you haven't had anything in your stomach, if you take a sip of like room temperature water, and you get immediate bloating and distension in your lower abdomen. You know, that's where you, your small intestine is. That's usually a telltale sign for me. We need to get a GI map done um, mm-hmm. because that's kind of a hallmark sign of, of SIBO. But if you aren't getting that, I'm not saying you don't have any kind of bacterial overgrowth. It's just really unlikely. Uh, it's harder to eyeball. That's not something – it would be like looking at me and trying to be like, well, I can tell by looking at Mike – he has really low sodium in his blood. I or can like, tell yeah, by looking at him. Yeah. You it's know, like, oh, like yeah, your, your cholesterol looks a little off. Just looking well, at I, I was, I was going to say that, but you probably could safely make that assumption that's, about, that's about larger men. <laughs> but, but definitively, uh, until you have the right. actual test in front of you, you right. cannot validate if that's true or not. Correct. Um, yeah. So, so be be mindful of those people because that's a big old scam. Because uh, I see the people that who are, are jumping at the gun to diagnose you with SIBO. Uh, you know, they always have in their in their uh, Instagram bio that they are a a gut specialist um, who has coined them a gut specialist. Who knows what their credentials are? Who knows? But they they seem to want to put you on a slew of supplements like. 18 different supplements three times a day. And coincidentally, they have to happen to have a kickback, uh, you know, referral code for the only supplement source you can get those supplements from. So be, be mindful of that kind of stuff. Don't get scammed. Um, another thing about stress. So I talked earlier that we have like those endothelial cells in our intestinal lining. Uh, another thing in our stomach so we have another type of cell called parietal cells, and those are what's responsible for releasing stomach acid into your stomach. So the acidic content of your stomach matters a lot. If you have too low of acid, your food does not get broken down at the rate it should be because there's not enough acid to, to break down the different proteins and carbohydrate structures and fat molecules in your GI. So... If you're, again, stressed and bent out of shape, your parietal cells probably are not producing stomach acid in an adequate quantity. And that's going to lead to some issues. So if you don't have enough stomach acid and you eat a big meal or just any meal for that matter, um, what's going to happen is your stomach doesn't break down the food properly. And instead, bacteria start to ferment your food in your stomach and you get the byproduct that I talked about earlier, you get some CO2 and you get some methane gas getting. Um, yeah. You get toots, you get <laughs> big distension in your stomach. It's really uncomfortable. It's very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something to, to be mindful of as well. You know, your stomach acid content matters. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, and also too, I've also noticed this is like kind of pertinent to just stomach acid. Um, eating large quantities of fat before bed used to cause me a lot. And I found yeah. that like my assumption is that 
I forget which sphincter it is through my GI tract that it was relaxing, but whichever that one, whatever the name of it is, as I can't remember this early in the morning. Were you getting, were you getting heart, heartburn or something? Yeah, like severe heartburn. If yeah, I had, had it's, a higher, it's the esophageal sphincter. That one, yeah, it'll relax. And you just get the heartburns, dude, and I fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually was running into the issue last night, but to me, it's like if I have any food within like. 15 minutes of going to bed doesn't matter what it is if it's anything other than like a shake mm-hmm. i'm gonna have some some intense heartburn and last night before bed yeah you know, it's a, a, a terrible mistake i i uh had you know chicken cutlets and and rice i didn't talk was, shit about i didn't talk shit about them yeah so if you guys remember last time i i went on a i launched a bit of personal attack here on chris for for commenting <laughs> on my food um this this week at you know the the gray matter house i made homemade chicken parmesan made my own chicken cutlets from scratch made my own sauce from scratch it was tremendous i posted a picture of it on my instagram and chris actually said i can't even talk shit about this one so <laughs> i was uh, that was a crowning achievement i think i'm going to take a screenshot of that dm and i'm going to print it out and frame it and put it next to my phd once i get it Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> yes, it was. So, no, it looked incredible. I couldn't even. It, it was yummy. It was very yummy. Cheetos. Yeah, it looked. It looked awesome, dude. I couldn't. I was like, no, I. I don't even have one for this. Half yeah, my. Uh, I sent it to a, a group chat that I'm in with my buddy Michael, my buddy Giovanni, and they they both asked if they could start dating me after I sent that. No, it's very sweet. I, I'm dating you first, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, a long line of men that uh, are just into me for my cooking. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Understandably. No, I can't do it. I can't do I used to try to do pasta like deep when I was pushing because that's listen, like you can put down pasta. I, it's like the life hack when you're in the off season. And I uh-huh. couldn't like the, the acidity of the sauce. If I did it later in the day, dude, I was guaranteed to have heartburn that night. Yeah, every pasta time. truly is not my favorite carbohydrate source when I'm massing. It uh, it tends to sit in my stomach a little bit. It doesn't turn over so fast. We're like, I can eat 300 grams of rice, and an hour later, I, I'm fine. So right now, I am only eating rice and having fruit for my carbohydrates. Mm, that makes sense. I liked using um, gnocchi just because it is so dense. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good for one. Like a- and it's like I mean it's potato starch, so like my body responds to potatoes well. It's, yeah, it it worked yeah, yeah. right, but the density of it. If you look at like just a little palmful of that shit is like yeah. fifty grams of carbs. I'm like these little yeah. pota- these little pillows are saving the day. I think uh, I I saw that from uh, Kuba. He's this bodybuilder in the UK. He's, he's I've never seen someone consistently eat the amount of food that that man eats. And yeah, uh, Love him. I remember. Yeah, it's it's. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing him talk about eating uh, gnocchi and like one package of it is like 130 carbs and it's just a bowl. It's just a bowl yeah. of pasta. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, dude. I'm telling you, it is. It might be one of the densest carb sources other than just like pure honey. Yeah, I think. Like, or just like spooning dextrose powder into your mouth. Yeah, we're just in, Yeah, we're just doing an IV drip of dextrose at this point. Doing the the Fuad Abiyan. I might, I might, I might need to get there. What did Fuad do? So Fuad, before I think it was Dallas years ago, he went to take 
his growth and he accidentally pulled a hundred units of Humalog and shot a oh, hundred nice. units of Humalog bef- the night before the show. And, and of course this is just my, like what he said on his podcast, but so he ended up going uh, to the emergency room and they put him on a dextro yeah. strip and he went to look at himself uh, in the bathroom and he said it was the best he'd ever looked. So he checked I himself. Saying, I bet he looked sick. <laughs> He checked himself out, and went to the show. <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure he, said that he like he like checked in because it, it, it might have been the day before check-ins. He checked in like in his like nightgown, like from yeah. the ER, like gangster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's all we do, bro. It's just a little humlog dextro strip combo. That's how you fill out. Is that? I say, is that how am I going to get jacked? Dude, that's how we're going to do it, bro. That's going to be the craziest. You'll look insane for prejudging and like pure dog shit for the night. Yeah, show. just like like a, a bag of water. By the, <laughs> like if if you were to get a brown paper bag, get like three of them and yeah. like put one inside the other and then fill it up with like olive oil. That's probably yeah. what I would look like by the end of the show. <laughs> Dude, it would just be. It would be I'd be right. dripping grease out through my body because I don't know about I don't know about you. The the few times that I or not few times, you know, the times that I've taken insulin when I've accidentally taken too much, I sweat like a pig. It is yeah. so bad. I, uh, I start just pouring sweat off of me. So if I did a hundred units and then went had had to go pose, I I would it would look like someone just sprayed me down in the driveway with a hose. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine 100 units. Period. Like that. I've, I've accidentally done that once. You've done. Do you want me to give? Do you want me? To, yeah. All right. I'll give you please. the lore. I'll give you the lore. Please. So this was uh, a number of years ago. It's very silly of me. So it's why I don't recommend anyone using insulin that doesn't come out of a pen. So if you have to shoot it or you have to pull it and shoot it, not a good choice because it's the margin. The 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 ability to make errors is extremely high. You can't fuck up the pen. So uh, I used to take carnitine, injectable L-carnitine, and a little bit of insulin before I would train. It's very common practice. And uh, I would take one milliliter of carnitine right before I went to the gym. And I think I was at the time taking like either six or ten units of uh, Novalin R before the gym as well. And – um, for those of you who don't know, in a uh, hundred uh, unit one cc insulin syringe is just one milliliter. So I would use that for my carnitine, and I would use uh, obviously a separate but identical syringe for my insulin. And one day I was just like, I guess I wasn't thinking straight. I thought I pulled my one milliliter of carnitine and it was one milliliter of insulin and i didn't realize it until after i had shot it and so i had shot a hundred units of rapid acting insulin um and i immediately started just feasting in my kitchen i started downing a ton of food i still went to the gym which is like a really poor choice um I texted one of my training partners who wasn't there yet. And I said, Hey, I'm going to need you to stop at like the gas station on your way here. Get me like a really big Gatorade and a huge bag of pretzels. And he said, uh, okay. <laughs> and so he brought them. I smashed a family sized bag of pretzels, a huge Gatorade. And then I had to train. I had delts and arms. I um. had what was probably the most painful pump of my entire life. I believe uh, it. 
And then I went home. I probably had about six or 700 grams of carbs over the course of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I went home. I took my fasted blood glucose, and it was 48, which is like Jesus Christ. points points away from me losing consciousness. Yeah, I've touched uh, but the- Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, ahead. It doesn't feel good. Well, I was saying, and then I just spent the rest of the day eating. I, I've touched the 40s before, and it's, this, it it's is not the, cool. It is the most peculiar feeling on this planet. Because your body goes yeah. ravenous, and a, like I, I struggle with binge eating disorder. This is different, dude. Your body yeah. is just in a different place. I, uh, well, yeah, trying to not die. So my, <laughs> I don't have a hundred unit story, but I did. I was um, advised in a previous show prep to take like two units of Humalog before fasted sessions on our intervals on the stairmaster. And the amount of times that I prayed to God on my drive home that I wouldn't black out as I'm sipping on a diet, Dr. Pepper, hoping the sucralose will convince my, like, will just elicit some amount of response to keep me alive until I can get back <laughs> home. That was the, that's how I dropped uh, 20 pounds in between two shows within three weeks was nice. two units of Humalog before fasted and two units of Humalog before my evening hour session of stairs seven days a week. Two and, units before I fasted cardio. Good dude, God. Yeah, it was two units of Humalog fasted, two units at night before my uh, next. I had two one-hour sessions per day on the stairs. One minute How level. Were you? My glutes were fucking in, bro, but I lost so much yeah. muscle. It's, it was disgusting. Yeah. I was. I mean, I won that my second show that season, but I was so atrophied, man. Like you, I, I was feeding up so hard for that show and couldn't even remember. It took me a week fill out after the show um yeah dude i dropped so much weight like i mean like i said i was i was already in like respectable conditioning for my first show of the season and still somehow dropped like 14 pounds in between the two shows so not a good time because i would i would get home from my like because i was also doing like virtually i think i was doing like maybe 30 grams of carbs pre-workout otherwise it was just protein veggie meals so i would just get home and like drink egg whites as quick as I could to get, which is obviously something we'll talk about. Don't drink your egg whites. It's a horrible idea, but I couldn't cook them quick enough to get them in my system. And then I would just lay down on my couch and just cold sweat until like my blood glucose pride went from like a 45 to like a, like a 50. And then I was like, all right, we're good, baby. And then I would just like ride it out the rest of the day. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not something that we, we condone here in these parts. Um, yeah, but please, yeah. please don't fuck around with insulin. That's something that can and will kill you. So uh, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Unless yeah. you really know what you're doing. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do that, please. And for the love of God, if you are going to use insulin, if you're dead set on it, please get the pens that have a tactile mm-hmm. click for every unit it goes up because that is really difficult to mess up. Yeah, um, yeah, you yes, please do not uh, draw. Do not do not have drawing insulin cuz that's what I was using too. There's yeah. there's too much room for error cuz like there is yeah. a significant difference between 1 unit and 2 units and 2 and 3, yeah. right? Like we can keep yeah. going incrementally. There's a vast difference between each unit that you go up. It titrates. There's like an exponential, like an exponent beside it as you continue to add more more and more units to what you're about to take. Yeah, just be, please, 
please just be careful. Yeah, be careful. Um, back, back, back to the to the conversation ahead. Now that we've we've yes. done our, as per usual, we do our, our little monologue. Um, we talked a bit about lifestyle stuff as far as like stress, chewing your food, and eating things that agree with you. Um, kind of more into the supplement things. The basics that I suggest for GI health, and it's something I have, I think, literally all my clients taking. Two really basic supplements, but go a really long way. Um, it's glutamine and zinc carnosine. I like to start uh, glutamine at 10 grams first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and 75 milligrams of zinc carnosine uh, on an empty stomach at the same time. And what those do is the glutamine supports you know proper your GI function by kind of giving your, your cells... Um, some nutrients to feed off of and then zinc carnosine does a similar thing so you're taking zinc in general is just a good idea um not enough not enough of us get it in our diet and if you're someone that takes peds uh zinc is actually a cofactor in androgen receptor uh activity so you probably need some more zinc than other people but this zinc is going to be a little different uh most of your zinc supplements are like zinc gluconate or zinc picolinate um, this is just zinc bound to a, an L-carnosine uh, molecule. And carnosine is a nutrient that is good for your GI, again, in, the, in a way that it feeds the intestinal lining of your of your GI and promotes its healthy function. Um, so those two are pretty cheap. You can get a bottle of zinc L-carnosine for like 20 bucks. Um, I get it from Revive Supplements. For those who don't know, I, I, I work for them. Um Discount code white will get you fifteen percent off. Shameless plug there. Same thing with glutamine. Um, I get the same. I get it from there as well. Glutamine doesn't taste awesome, so what I have people doing, unless they're in a show prep, is I have them put their glutamine in like a a diet ocean spray juice or diet V eight because it's like for ten ounces in a shaker bottle, you're gonna get like twenty calories, and it makes the the glutamine taste a little less bad. Yeah, I'm a. I do like a. My drink's a little bit different. I mean, obviously, ten grams of L-glutamine is is still there. That's still prevalent. I just have them do it with um, greens powder, and I use Revive as well. Um, I'm not affiliated nice. with them, but you can use Mike's code to save. Because nice. I do think genuinely, I do believe that their greens do taste the best on the market right now, as most greens taste like oregano farted directly in your face. So yes. pretty, pretty yummy. So I do scuba greens powder, 10 grams of glutamine, usually depending on the person, like a, like a tablespoon, half tablespoon of soluble fiber. Um, and yeah. then potentially like just depending on their situation, I use magnesium a lot. Usually natural calm is what I tell people. It's just very easily accessible. And I'll do five yeah. grams of that as well. And they'll either do that. Five usually grams one, of magnesium? Not five gram, no, excuse me. Not, not five grams. No, five grams oh. of natural calm powder. Which oh, is not oh, okay. five total grams of magnesium, as that oh would be my God. hell on I'm earth. Start screaming! <laughs> no, no, Michael, no. And then potentially, depending on their situation, I might have them do an additional drink of the. I mean, natural calm is also going to help with like sleep aid, um, but I might have them do a secondary drink in the evening of uh, natural calm, and then soluble fiber, and then potentially L-glutamine. And just to, that's obviously like case specific on the person, but morning drink always. Because it works. Yeah, I'll say some, sometimes works. I'll add in the, the evening drink as well. Same yeah. Thing. 
but it's like, I will tell you right now, if you want to invest, I don't know, a, a little bit of money, you know, you're looking at like L-glutamine is, is a very easily accessible supplement from a financial perspective. Very green, cheap. Yeah. It's greens very, aren't very bad cheap. either. I'm telling yeah. you like the return on investment of those, two, those supplements will change everything for you. Like I, I say that with certainty, because again, it goes back to like, you might not know that you have digestive issues or just unoptimized digestion until you take this stuff. And then you'll be like, wait, my stomach is way better, like significantly yeah. better. And it's going to improve your mood. It's going to improve performance. And in, in return, it will improve body composition, period. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that I had any kind of GI issues until I started actively working on them with my current coach. Uh, and I went from having to drink all of my meals every day to now I eat only solid food aside from one one or two shakes a day if I'm in a time crunch. But I was having uh, five shakes a day, and that's all I could do. And I, my stomach was like, it was okay. It wasn't awesome. And within like a few weeks of, of working with Matt, my, my new coach, I was able to start having solid foods again. When you're also, eating, okay. you're eating like three additional meals too. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm eating an a insane quantity of food right now. Um, yeah. It's probably more than double I've ever eaten in my life. I'm eating, I have seven meals that I'm given every day. And then I was told if I am still hungry to continue eating, which I do almost every day. Um, so it's a lot of food and my tummy is handling it just fine. Yeah. Because I take tummy care of my, take care of my tum tum. You got to take care of your tum. It's important. Yeah. Um, I think supplementation wise too, um, you know, I don't, well, I wouldn't even consider supplementation. It's food sourcing, but I do also advise all of my athletes to usually do four ounces total of a form, fermented food source daily if they enjoy yeah. it. So I use organic sauerkraut in two of my meals because yeah. I love it. I think it tastes good. It's good to add to rice. Um, I also say that get organic. Do not buy the canned sauerkraut bullshit. Get organic. Oh, it tastes, tastes terrible. It just tastes, tastes better. better to get it out of the bag anyway. And I think like also from like the enzyme perspective, like you're not going to get a yeah. lot of enzymes from a can on the shelf as you are yeah. the thing that has to be refrigerated to stay like stable. Yeah. Um, the, the kind you guys should get, it's just called kraut. Right? Yeah. It's it's just, the, that's the also, I use. Yeah, use code get, get the garlic can. flavored one. <laughs> <laughs> get the garlic flavored one. That one tastes the best. Yeah, it's delicious. It's a, it's a black bag. It'll be in the refrigerated section by like cold cuts and stuff. Yeah. Um, get it. It's delicious. That one's good. They like kimchi is a big one as well. Kefir, kombucha. Obviously, like some of those things, like kombucha specifically, you definitely have to like run by because there is like, I mean, they're pretty calorically dense because it's just, yeah. I mean, it's like sh there's a lot of sugar in it. Just sugar. But yeah. using those and then like a, I always if my if my people can tolerate it, I usually throw in a Greek yogurt meal at the end yeah, of the day. I have Greek yogurt and almost everyone's meal plan. Yeah. If they can obviously tolerate the dairy. Yeah. And if those those couple of things, like sprinkling in some fermented foods, I'll add um a lot of times I'll add rice wine vinegar to my rice meals just because I like the way it uh -huh. tastes, but I also feel like the acidity is helping with the digestive process. Um uh -huh. so I feel like it's oftentimes why you see like a mango or a pineapple in meal plans as well as for the acidity. Um, yeah. But those little things 
it, it is not hard to kind of overhaul your digestive health and like see a pretty rapid change and within days just by yeah. doing a few like we don't have to look at medications and uh fucking peptides to improve your tum tum. We just go on a couple yeah. little walks, little hot girl walks after our meals and chew yeah, a little chew your food properly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say I always say start with I mean it's gonna sound a little bit contradictory, but start with the habits. But I also I mean when anybody starts with me, I, I hand them the gut cocktail is what I call it. And I say yeah, do the I mean even with like the gut cocktail thing, I put that in people's plans that don't have stomach issues just because I want to support that system anyway, because if you think about the in the landscape of bodybuilding and physique enhancement, things of that nature, we're not always nice to our stomach with what we put into it. Your body no. does not or your stomach doesn't want to handle 300 grams of protein every day from animal sources. Uh, that's not necessarily an easy task to ask of your stomach. So it's kind of just treating it prophylactically of saying like, hey, let's get these nutrients in here to support a good GI before an issue starts because an issue starting can be harder to fix than, you know, just preventing it is. Yeah. And it's also like we can, even if there's not a glaring issue, like you can continue to optimize digestion. I don't think like, I mean, obviously I don't think perfect exists anyways, but I don't think there's perfect digestion in any case. Right. But yeah. what, one thing that we kind of, we have to harped on a little bit and we've talked about like foods that agree with you how do we how do we know when a food doesn't agree with somebody? Yeah, so if you're running into some GI issues, I would say keep a food log. First thing you should do, keep things really, really basic. Pull back to um, just rice, white rice derivatives, not brown rice. Brown, brown rice, it's, it's fine. It tastes like garbage if you like it. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but the, the adage that it has like more micronutrients, it's – you're not eating rice for the micronutrient profile. It's a very minimal amount, but the difference between white and brown rice is brown rice has like this outer husk on it. And that's what makes it brown. That can cause people some digestive issues. So pull things back. I'd say keep it to fruit, white rice, and then a lean protein source that your body agrees with and oils for your, for your uh, fat sources because nuts and nut butters can cause some people a lot of problems. So I would pull it back to just like extra virgin olive oil on your foods. Yeah. Um, don't, don't do, don't do, sorry. I was going to say, just don't do canola oil or vegetable oils like that. Just to, yeah, specify. those, those industrialized oils, there's, there's some like mixed bag information on them. Um, there's some data that suggests they can cause issues. And there's a lot of data as well that suggests that they're fine. Um, Personally, I find a lot of people have gotten GI issues using those vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. I, I myself get really bad GI issues. Yeah. Um, so I would I just shy away from them. Also, they taste really bad. They taste poor. Like, That's what I was going to say. Olive oil tastes good. <laughs> like Yeah, olive oil is – if you get a good brand olive oil. So um, if you guys – not all olive oils are created the same. So the heart-healthy content of olive oils, there's uh, – these molecules in them called polyphenols and polyphenols are what are good for your heart. They're antioxidant in nature and they scavenge, uh, you know, oxidative stress molecules. So they're the healthy parts of olive oil, red wine, dark chocolate, things like that. And you can get olive oils third party tested. 
Uh, if you don't want to shell out the money, don't worry, your boys got you covered. Um, there's a <laughs> brand called Cola Vida. They make a really, really tasty extra virgin olive oil, and it's um, the one that has been tested of the highest polyphenol content that you can find in most national grocers. So that's what I recommend you use. And it's nine hundred dollars um, a bottle because I'm waiting for. No, my it's actually it's it's actually pretty inexpensive. <laughs> oh, I know. I was just waiting for the bougie recommendation of the of the week. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get to that later. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would I would pull your food down to that. So uh, lean lean protein sources, um, extra virgin olive oil, rice and rice derivatives like rice cake is fine, and fruit. Start there. And then slowly add other things in, see what causes an issue. So one week, add an avocado for your fats. Does that cause you a problem? Yes or no? If yes, you know avocados off the table. The next week, add in some potatoes. Is that causing you an issue? Yes or no? If no, cool. You get to keep that in. Uh, and then slowly add in one by one these foods, and you'll find out where, where your issues lie. Typically, I see... The biggest issues come from um, dairy products, but specifically soft cheeses. So things like American cheese, cheddar cheese, um, not as much with hard cheeses like a Parmesan. And then I see a lot of red meat and fatty red meats specifically because they mm -hmm. can be a little tougher to break down than something like a, a lean chicken breast. Um, and then be mindful of your vegetable intake as well. So try low FODMAP vegetables um low fodmap vegetables are just going to be easier for your body to digest so things like bell peppers spinach mushrooms uh you know things like that avoid things like uh broccoli you know broccoli cauliflower that's gonna light most Brussels people sprouts. up cabbage yeah. yeah yeah i usually i usually have my athletes do like zucchini is one that i've found a lot of a lot of success with yeah zucchini is a good one um, I think it tastes great too. I just think, especially if you're able, able, able to cook it the day of and you don't have to reheat it because it doesn't reheat that well. Um, I think zucchini is probably one of my favorites. But looking at that too, like another one that I've run into is like large quantities of egg whites. If whole eggs aren't present, that's another one that I've seen a lot of GI issues with in my people. Um, and also, I again, I don't drink your fucking egg whites. There's there, the bioavailability is far worse. It's only going to hurt your tummy. You don't look cool doing it, yeah. and it's kind of gross. Yeah. And it's kind of cringe, kind of cringe, it, super cringe for sure. And I've done it. Don't get me wrong. I was seventeen one time. Me and too. I I was, I've done it. I, I thought I was cool, and then I found out that I'm just drinking farts. That's all you're drinking. You're yeah, drinking just, a fart. Just have a scoop of white isolate instead. Yeah, it's yeah, it's exactly. I don't. I had a guy work who who came to me. This was a couple of years ago, and he complained about how he had diarrhea. Because he was running 100 milligrams of Anadrol and drinking three cartons of egg whites a day. And I was like, you didn't mm. think that those combined might not be super good for your tum-tum, buddy? While we're talking about liquids, can mm -hmm. we knock it off with the blending chicken? Can we knock it's, it off? I'm, I'm telling you this right now. If, if that is what it takes, I don't want it. I well, do not want it. Just in general, no one that is blending chicken up would be able to articulate to me why that is a better choice than a protein powder. Exactly. You can't. Exactly. You can't. One just tastes like dog shit, and you think you look cool posting on Instagram. Ha ha, here's me throwing my chicken breast into a tub of water and blending it. 
that's not cool, dude. You look like a, a moron. I've never I would been much impressed. rather have have my chocolate brownie batter flavored whey protein because that mm-hmm. is kind of tasty at least. A blended chicken breast. Are you out of your mind? It's disgusting. Again, I don't – there's no way – I mean there's not really necessarily a whole, whole lot of way to prove it either. But I just like – in my theory, there's no way that your body is going to process that any more effectively than just doing protein powder. If anything, it might no, process it not. worse. Well, so I would, you know, the the bioavailability of whey and actually all dairy proteins is higher than chicken is. Mm-hmm. So the bioavailability is better anyway. And yeah. the the amino acid, you don't eat chicken for the amino acid profile. So that's a null and void argument. So again, tell me, why are you going to plant chicken over just having a scoop of whey isolate? It's stupid. You can't. You can't. You can't make a good argument for it. No, Other than haha, it gets good engagement on my Instagram. Yeah, it looks dumb, dude. I'm good, man. Like I listen, and and I also look at it this way: if I'm to the point in my diet where I'm having to blend meals to get them down to try to gain weight, that's also my biofeedback telling me it's time to pull back. Yeah, you need a diet break. Yeah, we need. You need a diet break. You got to pull because again, it's like if if everything's pointing to that, you have redlined. And I promise you, like your body ultimately is going to make the play call of we're not doing this anymore. Like, yeah, pull back at that point, like reassess, like at that point too, like insulin sensitivity probably isn't that great. If you're pushing that much food, pull back for four to six weeks, clean up and then push again. Yeah. I mean, if you're filling up your, you know, your car at the gas station, are you going to fill up the tank and then keep spraying gasoline all over the outside of your car just because you need extra gas for later? Uh, it's not probably it, not going to work that well. Not put it in my pocket. Really? Yeah. I usually like to fill up uh, an old plastic water bottle or yeah. a used can that I found, and I just like to sip on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my road trip beverage of choice. Is I find a, a used water bottle out of the trash can. Yeah. And then I fill with with the the highest uh most expensive gasoline there. Preferably diesel. Fine. Oh yeah. And, and sip on that bad boy while I drive. I don't know why this just triggered or like clicked a, a a core memory was unlocked, but I remember in the second grade my dad, I know exactly where we were at too. We were leaving a Kroger in, in this town called Rockwood. We're going camping and my dad explained to me dilution. And that he's like, you can technically like drink a dilute, diluting or yeah. like dilution diluting. or delusion, Di- dilute, diluting. Excuse me. Okay. He's okay, like, okay, I, okay. I am delusion. Um, I was like, well, did your dad just slip into like psychosis and so, like freaking no, out of no. the grocery store? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's he's not like that. He's got autism or something. But um, he uh, he explained to me respect for sure. He's got a PhD. He's so smart. But um, he explained to me like the concept of like you can. He was like, you can drink a gallon of gas. You just has to be in like a thousand gallons of water, and it like I thought about it all day. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I was, second, you're like, Dad, I'm going to drive me to the water tower. Drive me to the town's water tower. Let me, I let I me I gotta get gasoline in there, <laughs> dude. There's actually uh, I remember I remember reading a, a news article way back when when like the Transformers movies were were out and like very trendy. There's an eight year old boy in the Philippines who was drinking motor oil and gasoline, trying to turn into Optimus Prime. Prime Did it work? Rather. Did it work? No, he he actually had uh, irreversible intestinal damage. So okay, so it didn't work. Okay, yeah. The only thing that transformed was his internal health. 
kid. Dude, it's, yeah, that's tragic. That's really tragic. But it's also like, I hate to say it, man. That's also like. Where was this kid getting gasoline and motor oil to drink? That's my. Yeah. Where are the parents? <laughs> where are the, where are the Dude, parents? I'm, tw- I'm 25. About a year ago, I couldn't. Or I'm actually 26 now. Uh, yeah. I, I could hardly afford to put gasoline on my truck last year. And yeah. this kid can afford to drink it as an eight year old? Who pays Dude, those he's, bills? He's doing good. Well, not yeah. not now, but not, not now. now. Yeah, but no, it's I, I hate to say it, that kind of feels like uh, natural selection kind of took a grip on that one. That's a, it's just, it was a very, I remember reading that, I think it was in like high school. And yeah. I remember thinking it was fake. And then I saw several other news outlets reported the same. I was like, cool. How did they, how did the media outlets find it so quickly in a third world country to just this uh, word spread of the diesel kid? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be Optimus Prime, bro. So if you want to improve your digestion, don't drink fossil fuels. Um, Thank you yes. for listening to the collective. Um, that yeah, no, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other gut stuff that kind of like falls into that realm. Well, I mean, outside of that, everything's going to be so so individual, right? So very. We talked case. a bit about stress. Uh, we talked a bit about food selection. Like, I can't tell you what foods to eat because what works for me is not going to work for you. What works for Chris is not going to work for me. Um, yeah, it's going to be very very different, and it's going to be a case by case person. Like some people, you need to have add digestive enzymes to their diet. Some people need to, we need to directly add acids uh, through supplement into their diet. I can't tell you that unless I'm working with you and I yep. have a full picture. Um, yeah. I know we talked a little bit about fiber earlier. Something to be considered of with fiber, the daily recommendation, it's based on the average aggregate of information. It might not be right for you. So, a good starting point is get the RDA of fiber. I think for men, it's 37 grams. For women, it's like 23, somewhere around there. Um, start there and see how you feel. If it's too much or not enough, you can move it around. I know personally, uh, 25-ish grams of fiber is good for me. If I go much over that, I just start having weird gastric issues. So that's something to be mindful as well. Uh, more fiber is not always better. No, it's not. It's not. Do not. It can very quickly get worse. It can get very, like, very not great very quickly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I also, just talking about it too, um, don't use like other, like, antacids and over the counter, yeah, like, proton pump like, inhibitors. Yeah. Don't use those as a, as a band aid because it's just going to cause a negative feedback loop. The same with like having to rely on like, Dulcilax or Miralax or anything of that sort. It's gonna just like once you it's use band-aiding it, like, the issue. It's not fixing it, it. It's gonna exacerbate it. It's like the same idea of using fucking like shitty uh like Carmex, like that it contains stuff that's gonna make your lips dry. Same idea, right? Like yeah. in yeah. a sense, it's gonna end up causing like kind of exacerbating the issue and making it worse. So it's like let's go to the root of all of the issues, right? But I think that's the one thing about digestion. If you were just halfway observant of what you're doing, it's pretty easy to find cause and effect. Yeah. Like I eat this. It makes me gassy and burp. I shouldn't eat this anymore. As long as all the yeah. other habits are in place, right? As long as you're chewing your food properly and doing all the things that we talked about as far as habit forming goes. But if like you're inhaling food and then drinking a soda and then sitting down, you're like, man, I'm super gassy. Habits are also a part of that. But once you've dialed in habits, if you're eating certain things and you're noticing a very quick turnaround of burping 
or bloating or gas or indigestion, any of those things, usually that food is the culprit, I would say in most, in all cases, almost. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. And outside of that, if you're running into issues, you probably need some assistance from someone else um, for troubleshooting that. So, yeah, it's like talk to uh, talk to an expert. Um, and I would just say, in most cases, hire a competent coach because they can help as well. Um, yes. What else? Do you want to answer a couple questions while we're hanging out? Sure. I got like 10 minutes. Actually, another thing that I was thinking of earlier really quickly. Um, one thing that I've seen some su- success with as well is the means in which you cook your protein sources. So especially in the off season, what I like to do is I will cook all of my chicken in a crock pot and I will shred it up. And because there's more surface area in your tummy for the acid to break everything down, I find that helps a little bit versus just eating a whole chicken breast and you're inhaling it in four bites. And now you just have yeah, this I mean, four. Like, it's kind of like that, that ground meat thing I was talking about earlier. It's yeah. kind of already yeah. broken up and broken down a bit. Yeah, it definitely helps for sure. So I think it's yeah, another, another reason. Um, Mike, what is your fondest memory so far in your coaching career? Who, um, are we talking about just like just bodybuilding coaching or coaching in general? Yeah. I'd say coaching in general. Um, I, I think it's hard to pick just one for me. Um, probably the, I'd say of most recent, I have helped a couple girls um, get their menstrual cycle back after not having it for a year plus. Congratulations. Uh, when they discontinued birth control. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, yeah, that is. And another one, there's a guy that I'm I'm working with that has his entire life, you know, has, has this familial history of high blood pressure, like constantly 145 over 90, 150 over 100. Um, and we have been able to bring it down into healthy ranges for the first time in his life, which is pretty cool. Fuck yeah, dude. So Hell yeah. that's without, you know, lisinopril's and things like that. That's with lifestyle and, um, uh, like things like telmosartan and that, that's pretty cool. I think that that health improvement <laughs> stuff, it's really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, um, the one that comes to mind for me always is helping my client Drew lose 170 pounds since 2021. Um, I think the biggest thing I caught up with him that's a little badass. bro. It is. I'm telling you, dude, like that's, that's sick. I, I was talking to him. We caught up yesterday on the, and, and we're shooting the shit last night. And um, I still remember in 2021, I was in Lexington, Kentucky and I get on the phone with this guy who just filled out for coaching. He told me he's 385 pounds. And I got on the phone with him, and I think I was never that size. I was 5'8", 265 at my worst body composition. And I remember telling him, like begging him on the phone, I was like, dude, if you give me four weeks, I will change your entire fucking life. Like, so help me God. Like, I, I put everything into making that happen. And it has been the coolest journey for me as a coach to be able to – I still work with him, to work with him over the last couple of years – and watch him, I mean, transform physically, but then see how it has changed his life in all other aspects. I've watched him grow yeah. as a young man. I've watched him grow as a person and like 
find confidence in himself and like career changes and he's buying his first house now like that is the coolest fucking shit and i'm a firm believer that like his weight loss was a catalyst to that because he saw what he was capable oh, of yeah. right a that shit percent. like inject that shit into my fucking veins dude that's my purpose in this world right yeah um so that's definitely like my proudest accomplishment as a coach um and then a couple other ones like helping my my client uh, Kinsey last year prep during dental school while she was working full time. That was a fun That's challenge cool. for me. It, and she was, yeah. uh, she won one of her classes and placed, uh, top five in her other two, which I was really happy. And she competed naturally. So I was, I was pretty stoked about that. Um, helping health marker one for me was helping Jonathan Childress. Uh, he has a family history of diabetes. He's a, he's a competitive bodybuilder. I helped him drop his average blood glucose from 119 average to like an 83 without supplementation or insulin. Nice. I was very, very proud of that one as well. Um, those are some of my moments that like come to mind first. It's it, but it's any of the aha moments, dude. Like when shit clicks, like I got a, a text during this from my client Savannah that she like, she finally like had her first like big weight loss drop this week. And I'm just like, it's what I fucking love dude. At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so that's that those are some of my fondest memories that kind of come to mind. I think the team lifts that I've had, like the team meetups have been so like really fucking fun for me. Like I'm a yeah. ball of anxiety leading into it, getting them ready, but like and trying to be on for everybody, but also for myself. Um, but those are really fucking cool. Like having my my people around. What uh rest day boredom ideas during prep when you're taking a nap. Take a nap. Um take a nap. Take a nap. Learning, you take a nap, learn an instrument. Um, I'll, I'll say play video games. I've been playing. Uh, there's this game on the computer called Marauders. I've been playing that obsessively. I, I think this last weekend I probably paid about 25 hours to 30 hours between Jesus. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fuck um, yeah. It's a, it's a, essentially you are like being space pirates. It's yeah. pretty fucking cool. I play with my cousin <laughs> and my brother. Okay. We have our own little ship. We fly around. We're raiding other people. It's a good time. Do something like that. Find something yeah. that lets you unplug. Or not unplug, because obviously playing you know, computer games for 19 hours a day is not unplugging. But <laughs> lets you unplug from reality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Something to distract you. My, my prep thing every Friday, I would go thrifting. Because I, one, I already had to get steps in. And so I would just go hit up a bunch of different like Goodwills and stuff and just wander around aimlessly. I'd go to Target very often. Like I was a Target girly every morning after fasted. Yeah, just, just walking Good. around. What what whatever I might need, I'd buy a little toilet for a wife. Looking for a wife, you know, consistently, and you know, just like little little cute little things, whatever little trinkets that I could find, little coffee mugs or whatever. Um, so I'd go to Target. Um, I mean, there are there are too many lovely Netflix and Hulu series out there to kill all yeah. of the time you could ever imagine. But I'd say, like, if you want to do something like halfway productive, like I know, was it Phil Heath that learned guitar during one of his preps? Who was that? Somebody like oh, I don't started know. learning guitar like during, but that's pretty like it's fun. It's a creative space, and it's really fun. Like I've been playing stringed instruments for fifteen years now, um, predominantly bass and guitar, and I play a little bit of banjo, ironically. But it's a fun little thing to do. You just don't, again, anything that's like kind of not necessarily mindless, but takes you away from the current space of prep. Yeah. And can if it distracts you. you from being like, wow, I'm hungry and feel like shit, 
if it distracts you, it's a good, it's a, it's a good rest day activity. Legos. I'm, I'm, I've been on oh, a Lego. Yeah, Legos would be cool. Yeah, dude, yeah, I'm working cool. on the, on the office set. It's 1164 pieces. So that would stress me out. I think, I think Legos sound cool. And then I would take out all the pieces and place them in front of me and instantly go into like a panic induced state of delirium you, and start freaking out. Bubby, it's one bag at a time. It's they, they make yeah. them one. You just open them all up. Bro. Yeah. Why? That's that so surprise you. That's does so that surprise you. Yes, it does. Actually. It really, really? Does. Yes. Uh, no, that's why I was, even when I was a kid doing Legos, I would always, I would just dump all of it out. Jesus Christ, Michael. God, yeah. that, that concerns me and I'm chaotic. I no, you, I go by the system one bag at a time, an instant gratification. I put one in, yeah, no, no, no. put one in. Yes. Slip the page. No. Next one. Yes. It's just, that's, that's why I like behavior. No, it's it is good for my dumb little brain to just get instant no, gratification if, over if, and over. If over. the Legos, if the Legos aren't making me overwhelmed, that's not a big enough set. The, to that, have you seen the Lord of the Rings set that just came out? It's Mordor. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that. It's fifty six hundred pieces, I believe. Yeah, I'm good. It's also six hundred dollars. So, can't. if anyone wants to get Chris a nice gift for when he starts <laughs> prep. Got him the Lord of the Rings uh, Mordor set. set. Please, God, yeah. I would be, I would be over the moon if somebody did. Oh, that. oh my God! A quick shout out, a quick shout out here. Yes, yes. My my clients Hannah Ivester and her uh, fiance Christian heard the call on the podcast about my love for diet beverages, and when they were on a trip to New York State this last weekend, they found me several low calorie energy drinks that they brought back just for me. Dude, that is adorable. That is where the fuck are mine? Uh, I don't know. If you're one of Chris's clients and you listen to this, step it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that they're favorites on this podcast. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> it must be nice being the favorite Mike. I want diet. Yeah. Drink. I, um, I had a, I'm, I'm still on the hunt to try to find a source for, like a local plug for diet cheer wine. That's been my, my mission mm. from God, dude. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. It's so good. I'm telling you that this, this strawberries and cream, Dr. Peppy is the best. I will say right now, and I will die on this hill. Anybody who wants to disagree, I'll give you my address and we can fight about it is the best diet soda in the game. I, know, I, I, I stand by my caffeine free Coke zeros. Yeah, because I, I also am incapable of just having one diet soda. I need to mm-hmm. have between eight and fifteen. Jesus. So I can't. Yeah, please. I'm not a man of moderation. Moderation is for cowards. Um, <laughs> I and if you you know if you're having like forty milligrams or fifty milligrams of caffeine in every soda, if you have one or two, that's okay. But if you're having twelve at night while you're playing Marauders on your computer until the wee hours of the morning, you're not going to sleep. No. So I need my caffeine-free, the gold label, Coke Zeros and Diet Cokes, Sprite Zero. The zero caffeine stuff, that's what I want. I like Sprite Zero. I like Fanta a lot. Um, Fanta's nice. During prep, I do a lot of diet root beer because it just feels heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, do, just, I do a lot of diet orange soda, too. Feels feels By the stout. two liter. Like I, I don't even get the cup. I just take the two yeah. liter to the dome. 
I used to do, no, I did predominantly diet Fanta and diet Sprite. Those were like my two go-tos. Um, what else did I do? There's something else. I did a lot of, this is weird. I did a lot of diet cranberry juice with diet nice. Sprite together. Made a little, little Very nice. Make, little making yourself like a little, uh, like a little sea breeze, a little boozy kind of yeah. mocktail, prep mocktail. A fun little drink after fast. Have that with the Yohimbine in the morning. You start buzzing. You already know, dude. A little pre-workout too. Just feel that like I would, I had to do that by the end of my, my 2021 season. I was taking pre before fasted cardio because I needed the Pavlov's dog beta alanine thing to trigger in my Uh brain to know what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I would dude. I'm not playing Mike. Before I was going hypo, I was I would cry in the gym parking lot every morning before fasted because I knew I had an hour of intervals to do. <laughs> like nice. it was hellacious. Don't do that. I don't. We don't. We don't like prepping people like that because it's not necessary, uh-uh. in my opinion. Um, no. It's, do we have uh, any I, other? No, I got. Go I got to run. Okay. Run. All right. Well, guys, we love and appreciate all of you. I apologize for the audio on last week's episode. It did not go well. I was at a different location. Um, so I do want uh, please forgive me. But anyways, um, thank you for listening to The Collective. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, tag us. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Mike, anything else? No, take care of your tummy. Um, this week's uh, purchase that you should make get a pair of ugg tasman slippers uh, if you are like me and you're just using walmart slippers you will not regret the 150 dollars you spend on these buck 50 get financing it's worth it yeah put it on klarna Afterpay. yeah just yeah. kidding don't do that that's a that, that's a trap that's a trap collective they've gotten me so on that note uh protect your credit and thank you for listening to the